Did I get you wet? <laughs> no, no, there I'm was a bunch. So fucking hydrated. <laughs> I'm wet on the inside, like so moist, like, so fucking moist. It's so slimy out of my pores. <laughs> Whoa. That's disgusting. How terrifying would that be? Is if like you looked wet all the time, like, <laughs> like I kind of do. Like if I don't like oil blot, I look a little little wettish in your the face. What did I say when I when you were like I've been eating? I was like, oh, it's like rehydrating a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> but it's true. Oh, hey guys. Oh. Hi, welcome we to didn't, doing crime. We didn't see you there. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hello. Mr. Bingle and I have been expecting you. <laughs> That's Kat. And I'm here with if. Okay, listen, guys, hear me out. If the sound ugh, had a had a face, I'd be sitting right next to it. Amelie. No, I'm just kidding. I was telling I like her. That one. I was telling her how good she looks like when I came in. She's like literally glowing. I'm not literally glowing. Like you're on fire. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll, please. Get out. It's because I've I have literally the actual meaning of the word been drinking a gallon of water every single day. But she just looks okay. Like think <laughs> No. She just looks comma okay, comma. <laughs> If you could imagine, like, a, a woman who has her entire life together, <laughs> she lives in a Manhattan high-rise apartment. Whoa. Whoa. I don't have the eyebrows she, for that. <laughs> she has at least three pairs of Louis Vuitton shoes. <laughs> and she, she like, power walks everywhere she goes. Like, that's a... In those Louis Vuittons. Yeah, in those Louis Vuittons. <laughs> but, like, you're, 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 you just look plump. Like, you just um. look plump. And, not, like, fat, but, like, your skin just looks plump and, like, really healthy. And you Who look really good. if you hydrated from the inside, it would hydrate your skin? Not me. That's weird. I sleep <laughs> in a bed of salt. <laughs> I go through the mummification process at least three times a week. I'm sorry. I've been thinking a lot about mummies. I watched a video... On the mummification process. I can tell. You mentioned them quite a few times. And there's a lot of like like herbal salves involved that I did not know were involved. <laughs> Is this going to be the mummy podcast? I hope so. Oh no. I just want to talk about like, why did they paint their pictures and wrap their pictures up with them? Doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe so that they could remember them. But their pictures are wrapped up with them. Like, in the wrappings. For in the future, when people later dig up their When, when white and, people just when they stomp <laughs> all over the Great yes. Pyramids. Yeah, and find King Tut. <sighs> oh, he wasn't it's, in the Great it's like Pyramid. A, it's like a fucking Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a selfie. Like, King Tut has, like, the Mayweather filter. Like... <laughs> Or that, that stupid dog filter on Snapchat. <laughs> but he didn't have any friends. So my, people are, friends. <laughs> my people are starving. I'm a boy king. Anyway. Mom says I have to marry my sister, but she's gross. King Tut had a club foot. Okay. <laughs> This is useless facts with Cat Anomaly. <laughs> I have so much of those. Like, I have so many useless facts that just, like, come to me, like, in times of sorrow. Just like... That's good. Like Mother good Mary. Trivia. Real quick, do you feel like we're recording in a dry cleaners? I kind of do. <laughs> like, I feel like, like a very upset Asian woman is going to come shout at us. And that's not, like, racist. Like, it is a little bit. I'm not... I'm just... Every we just happen to work for an imaginary Asian woman. <laughs> every dry cleaner that I've ever 
like gone to it's been an asian american family and always the mom is so mad and she's just <laughs> yelling at the rest of the family and they're not listening you know what's weird is that um she's like a ghost to them <laughs> sorry three of my closest friends worked full-time at a dry cleaner the same Are they dry asian? cleaner not a not a one. Oh my god nope uh boo yeah my friend b mm-hmm and uh, Joe, who I don't really talk about much because he called me a cunt and we had a falling out. <laughs> That'll do it. I mean, it would have been fine if it had just been the cunt, but it was accompanied with flipping me off. Oh. so Do you remember that dry cleaner commercial in the 80s where it's like a really stereotypical Asian women, woman and she's like holding laundry soap and she's like, ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> you know we didn't grow up in the same place, right? Like dry cleaners are pretty like local. No, this was like a like a national campaign for like Tide for- or something. <laughs> oh. Like this was the where's the beef of oh, of dry cleaning. Drink milk. Yeah. <laughs> the drink milk of dry cleaning. <laughs> oh my god, when you were gr- did you have those gut milk? Like, um, posters everywhere with the mustaches. Yes. Was that glue? It's disgusting, first of all. Did they glue those young actors and actresses (laughs) and song singers? It was just, like, a pre-waxing, but they used, like, a really thick white wax. I always thought it was, like, white lipstick. (laughs) Like, that they just put on their upper lip. It looked, like, very dense semen. (laughs) (laughs) It honestly looked like they took some fucking, like, drywall patch, and they were like, we're paying you for this national campaign. Shut the fuck up, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Um, but... (laughs) Oh, we're talking about murder today. (laughs) Coincidentally, Um. the milk murders. (laughs) Death by milk. Ew. Could you... Speaking of milk, we've kind of made the change, my family collectively. I'm like, we haven't done shit about milk. (laughs) No. Do not come at me with milk. My husband and I, our children have no choice. But, like, my son is autistic for literally the 18th time. (laughs) And my daughter is, like, super, she has, she's allergic to milk. She can't have dairy products or else her she shits out gravel. <laughs> like, it's horrifying. Um, it's real easy to pick up, though. That's good. Um, <laughs> Little rabbit pellets. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've switched to cashew and almond milk because, like, soy milk has a lot of estrogen in it. Oh, yeah. And, like, so Michael and John can't have it. Zoe right. can. Well, she could, but she might start menstruating at five. Yeah, that'd be a shocker. <laughs> um, so we sw- made the switch to cashew and almond milk, and it's honestly tastes so much better. See, I I have to drink almond milk. It's on my meal plan, and uh, I don't care for it. Really? Is but, it because it's like kind of thin? Because I've noticed that with the white, it's well, it's I don't drink thin. milk. I don't oh, drink okay. regular milk because I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, okay. That's, I think, why it's almond milk. Oh, okay. Okay, let's talk about murder. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> do, how, let me see yours. I mean, I'm not going to read it. Mine's, how long is yours? Okay, mine's not long either. Um, um, we might have to, a lot of filler this episode. first? Well, I have like, I have a lot to talk about. I have a lot it's to been say. a while Every single meal that I have requires heavy flossing. Like, I feel like... Because of all the fiber. Yeah, man. You did eat, like, five pieces of broccoli. Yeah. And those little flowers, Mm -hmm. they just... florets. They get in your teeth. They do. That's the the real downside of broccoli. The downside of eating healthy is that you got shit in your teeth all the time. Do you prefer, like, raw broccoli or steamed broccoli? Because I prefer a raw broccoli. I like the crunch. I think the texture would be nicer, but I like the steamed because it brings out the flavor a little bit more. See, I'm not really, like, into broccoli flavor. Mm. But I'll eat broccoli if I'm, like, if I'm feeling really tired. 
and I need some more iron. I just go into my <gasps> sleepy. I get out my head of broccoli and I just chew right, right in the middle, right into the center of it. I pre- you just take the bark part. And you're just like gnawing on it during the day like a fucking dog. I pretend I'm a dinosaur and I go out into my backyard and I squat down and I just chew at my mound of broccoli and then when I'm done with that I move on to the the you know this the second string cauliflower <laughs> oh gross Ugh. I do like cauliflower I like I how versatile cauliflower has become have you ever made like a cauliflower no. pizza crust nope Taste, I don't like cauliflower. It tastes just like regular pizza crust. It's so fucking Then why weird. don't they make pizza crust just add a cauliflower? Then? They do. I mean, why isn't that an international thing now? I think it's just starting Papa to Papa John's, become... get your shit together. I do like their gluten-free crust. Can we talk about murder? Fuck. We can't. Okay, okay. It's been 11 minutes. I haven't. <laughs> I've only eaten once today, so I'm a little hungry. <clears throat> All right. Also... Let's note this. This is the first episode where I am 100% sober. It's is this why you're so one. over me? I'm like so <laughs> nervous. Why? Because it's I don't have It's just you, me, alcohol. and all of our friends. <laughs> Possibly family members. Probably not. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. My dad's listening. Hey. Hey, daddy. Stop. <laughs> I'm never going to stop doing that now. <laughs> Please. Oh, man. Okay. Um, do you want me to go now first? If you want. I feel like you've been going first quite a bit. Have I? I don't know. <laughs> I don't pay attention. <laughs> I said that so deliberately. <laughs> Have I? I, like, <laughs> I was pulling a drink of water from my straw, <laughs> and as she said that, I turned towards her, <laughs> swallowed, and then set my cup down very matter-of-factly. <laughs> She did. Um, All right. So you go. Okay. I'm going to talk about Leonardo Cianciulli. I love it. Cianciulli. Okay. I looked up these. It sounds like a meat pie. Pronunciation. Oh, my God. Just wait. (laughs) Is there a meat pie? (laughs) All right. Um, so I don't have time to do shit during the week and Blake is just sitting in his room most of the time. So I'm like, find me a murderer. So he found me first. He tried to give me Carl Panzram, which I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, it's fucked up. But like last podcast on the left did like a three parter on him. So no, then he tried to give me Richard Chase and what was the other one? It wasn't Otis. Oh, Ed Kemper. I'm like, honey. You got Blake, you need to do a deep dive. <laughs> Everyone does those. People. Go download Tor. Go on the dark web. No, do not. <laughs> Once you go in, you can't get out. Do it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Ms. Chanchuli. I love her name because that's how you say it. Chanchuli. Yeah, you have to. Oh, this is a woman? Chuli. Yes. <gasps> I love it. It's a lady. Mine's a man. Well, that's another reason that I like this one, because it's a lady. I like lady ones. I know. She's born, so it's an oldie, but a goodie. Oh, mine's old, too. No, it's not a goodie. This is, murder's never good. That's terrible to say. Anyway, it's interesting. Um, Born 19, uh, sorry, November 14th, 1893, in Montella, Avellino, Kingdom of Italy. To commit suicide two times as a young girl. They didn't really get into specifics like what age she was. I'm guessing probably like adolescence because that's when that shit happens. But then again, it doesn't go into her. I would say young. I would say they stop. I would. What age do you think young girl stops at? I would say. Like seven. No, no. Like I would say 14. Really? Yeah. Maybe back then. No, because I back then start you were saying... considered an adult when you were like 12. <laughs> You're going to the mines, Miss <laughs> Chinchuli. I would stop I would start saying young young woman, young lady at about 15. But that's me. I guess that's me just But are you Italian? No. Okay. Well, she was in Italy. I did find so... out some stuff like which I'll we'll talk about it. Okay. 
put a pin in it. All right. Um, in 1917, she married a clerk by the name of Raphael Pensardi. She was around 24. Her parents did not approve of their union because they had already made plans for her to marry some other dude. Um, that's fucked up. So Chanchuli says that because of her disapproval, her mother had put a curse on them. <laughs> what? This lady, I if I hadn't seen a picture, I would have sworn she has a milky eye. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, they she got married. They moved to Pansardi's hometown, where Chinchuli was sentenced for fraud and put in jail in 1927. They also didn't say what she did, but... They just guessed. They were they, like, with a last name I like don't know. that. Chinchuli. That you don't have any meat pretty. pies? <laughs> fraud. She's like, little do you know... Um, after Meanwhile, she, got- <laughs> she was actually just like a woman on the street <laughs> during no woman on the street hours. <laughs> no shit. Um, so after she got out, the couple moved to Lacedonia, where their home was eventually destroyed by an earthquake in 1930. Can't catch a fucking break. Was it the she mom's was cursed. curse? She oh. was cursed. So they decided to move one more time to... I didn't look up how to, how to say this. Let me see. My cat is destroying my house. Coragio. Coragio. Chinchuli opened up a... Well, the double R, you like roll it, but I'm not gonna. Coragio. Chinchuli opened up a small shop and was well-liked and respected throughout the neighborhood. Hmm. They also didn't say what kind of shop it was. Just a shop. Really thorough research over here. You just like, you just go in there and you just walk around (laughs) and look at all of the stuff. You just shop for things. There's like a little kid like helping. She's, uh, she's is this like for sale. <laughs> like a dirty child in like a newsboy cap. There's just price tags, like handwritten price tags on everything. <laughs> he's just like dusting like random things. Help me. Uh, so throughout Chinchuli's and Pansardi's marriage, Chinchuli got pregnant 17 times. Jesus fuck. Get off of her. I know. Well, it's kind of sad. She lost three to miscarriage. Ten others died in their youth. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that seems a little suspect to me. But then again, it's, what, 1930-something? In yeah, you like you leave a window open Dirty back there Italy. <laughs> and all of your kids are dead. It's <laughs> fucked. So because of this, she became extremely overprotective of her four surviving children. Obvi. Um, also, early in, earlier in life, a fortune to- teller told her that she would marry and have children, but that all of those children would die young. <gasps> so, if you truly believe that, why would you fucking get married and have kids? Yeah, I would be like, <laughs> I'm going I'm up to the... I'm pretty sure that it's pretty obvious what makes babies. Stop letting that go up inside you, you know? Hmm. But I mean, maybe she'd have a choice. I don't know this Pansari. I think it's also like one of those like a woman lets her man do as he pleases. That's true. Um, So in 1939, Chanchuli's oldest son Giuseppe, also her favorite child, joined the Italian army in preparation for World War II. So you know that they were on the wrong side. Mm. Wrong side of history, there, Giuseppe. Yeah, uh, Giuseppe, you she, fucking ass. She was very afraid of losing him and thought that the only way to protect him was through human sacrifice. So, what the shit? Here we go. Here's where it all begins. You see, this is what happens when there's no public education system. <laughs> exactly. You got moms making casual curses. <laughs> How do you casually curse your child? <clears throat> I do it every day. <laughs> it's real cash. <laughs> Just, Nora's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And you're like, you pull out her little voodoo doll. So full of holes. I start speaking in like Romanian. Like, what? You just, your eyes roll back into your head. Your they hands do. just become so gnarled. A cane just appears. Yeah. My Mom, knees are all knobby. Where'd you get that cloak? <laughs> Mom, I didn't know we had capes. <laughs> okay, so it's actually just my bathrobe because I'm just so depressed. I just never get out of Mom, it. Mom, when did we move into a gingerbread house? 
Like, check the back of that oven there, sweetie. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> the Sorry. <clears throat> Dang it. Okay. The women in her neighborhoods saw her as something of a fortune teller. So they would come to her for advice. One woman, Faustina Setti, made that unfortunate mistake. She was a spinster. I... I hate that word, but that's what they said, and I copy and paste everything, so. But a single lady, maybe a little bit older. So she was, like, 22 and yeah, hadn't not been married, married Right. She'd had her period for, like, two whole years and not had a kid yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so she was coming to Chinchuli to see if she could help her find a husband. Uh, Chinchuli told her that there was a man in Pola, but not to tell anyone about it. Instead, she instructed her to write letters to all her friends and family so that she could send them as soon as she left. That right there, big red flag to me. I mean, I don't know. I guess H.H. Holmes wasn't a thing yet, but, like, that was his... That was his go-to. Also, how do you become, like, the village fortune teller? <laughs> do you, like, you're just, like, standing outside with all your girlfriends. You and have a like, milky eye you and look up, knees. <laughs> you look up at the sky and it's a little overcast and you're like, oh, probably it's going <laughs> to rain today. And it does. And everyone's like, oh! <gasps> Witch! <laughs> fortune Luckily, teller. they were in Italy, so they were fortune tellers, yeah. not witches. Um... So anyway, then Chinchuli gave her some wine, which happened to be drugged. Uh, After Seti passed (laughs) out. It's so weird. All this hemlock floating (laughs) in this wine. Mm. (laughs) Uh, No, no. She didn't die from that. She died when Chinchuli took an axe to her body and killed her with an axe. That's a bit much. It's a little crazy. Uh, Then she dragged her to a closet. So this is where this bothers me. They get real specific on this part. Childhood, nothing. Maybe, you know, it was How a long time. How old was she time. when she tried to kill her? No one knows. She could have been five. She could have been 14. But sh- they know that they cut that she cut this woman's body into nine pieces. Maybe it's like one of those things where like they don't have a lot of information. Because it's that way with mine, too. Okay. So uh, she gathered the blood into basins. And this is what she said in her memoir, which is entitled An Embittered Soul's Confessions. Wow. So this is her, a quote from her. She definitely stole that from someone in her book club. <laughs> no, she knew someone else was going to do it, but she's a fortune teller, so she got to it first. She, and when they were mad, she was like, I'm a fortune teller. Can't be helped. Pre-copyright, bitch. Um, okay, so... She said, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved into a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. So when you were saying, what did you say earlier? Meat pies. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm never eating again, ever. Don't eat tea cakes. That's all I'm saying. First of all, sounds disgusting. Tea cakes? What the fuck? They're like like hard biscuits that you like Ugh. dip into your tea. Ew. First of all, tea's disgusting. It'd be like dipping mind, shit into vinegar. I don't mind like green tea. Like cold <laughs> green tea. Oh my god. So my ex tried to start getting healthy and he started drinking green tea, but turns out he was like really allergic to it. He would just throw up violently. But he did it more than once. That's how you get healthy. You can get skinny. Sorry, dude. I'm not going to say your name. I know you don't even listen to this, but... Schmelman. <laughs> she remembers. So, all right. Francesca Suavi was the second victim. Uh, Chinchuli claimed to have found her a job at a school for girls in 
Piacenza. <laughs> this is where I stopped looking up how to pronounce things. <laughs> like Seti, uh, Soavi was persuaded to write postcards to be sent to friends, this time from Corrego, Correggio, detailing her plans. Also like Seti, Soavi came to visit with Chinchula. Chinchuli, sorry. God. Before her departure, she too was given drugged wine and then killed with an axe. The murder occurred on September 5th, 1940. Suave's body was given the same treatment as Seti's, and Chinchuli is said to obtain $3,000, or I'm sorry, not $3,000, 3,000 lire from her second victim. The first victim, she got uh, like 30000 It was a lot more. Also... Okay, how many fucking basins does this house have? <laughs> well, aren't there only like eight pints of blood? Basins and buckets and a lot of <laughs> containers that I feel like the average household doesn't have. Well, maybe she just couldn't sell them from her shop, so she just had like a, a like oh, way yeah. too much left she, over in her inventory. She was like the OG IKEA, so she had like <laughs> containers and like bed frames. And she was the container store. That's what her shop she was. was the original. She was OG container store. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, Chinchuli's final victim was Virginia Cachopo. All right, I looked it up. A former soprano said to have sung at La Scala. For her, Chinchuli claimed to have found work as a, a secretary for a mysterious impresario in Florence. As with the other two women, she was instructed not to tell a single person where she was going. Virginia agreed, and on the 30th of September in 1940, she came for a last visit to Chinchuli. The pattern to the murder was the same as the first two. However, unlike the first two victims... Cachopo's body was melted to make soap. According, according to Chinchuli's statement, she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some the most acceptable creamy soap. I'm, My food is coming up. This is so disgusting. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. Hmm. From uh, Cachopo, Chanchuli reportedly received 50,000 lire and assorted jewels. Okay. So, I know she only killed three people, but fuck. That's insane. I've never heard of someone turning another person into soap. You didn't watch Fight Club? Oh, you no. haven't watched Fight Club. No. Okay, when they go to the hospital and they get the yeah. fat in the bags. Yeah. Okay, that's not hacking up a woman. <laughs> but she but she, she was like a Native American. She used every piece of her body. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So you know that she had like a skull we, as an we, ashtray. Absolutely. <laughs> she made the femurs into a cane. She fully made end tables <laughs> out of all of these Ikea. people. <gasps> Full circle. <laughs> she was the container store and Ikea combined. But speaking of bones, like, talking about their, like, you know, innards or whatever, where are the bones going? Because you can't turn bones into soap. Caust what is she? She used caustic soda to melt the bodies. And that melts Were bones? Were you not paying attention? No, I was. I just thought... I don't know. I think so. Because, like, in Breaking Bad, they melt bodies. Yeah, they, but that's like, in, like, them. acid, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what caustic soda is. I thought caustic soda was, like, lime. Yeah, I think that fucks up bones, too. I don't know. Well, we gotta... We should probably do more research. You nah. know, we've heard enough stories that we should probably know this shit. Okay, so anyway. We've melted enough bodies... Um, so that we should know. We should know. We always just, just have like, those darn bones to deal with. We're like, eh. We just whittle away at them and make them into, like, back scratchers. Trinkets. Yeah, like keychains. <laughs> Cute little barrettes that the girls wear. They're so unique. 
Um, Cachopo's sister-in-law grew suspicious at her sudden disappearance and had last seen her entering Chinchuli's house. She reported her fears to the superintendent of police who, uh, who opened up an investigation and soon arrested Chinchuli. She immediately confessed to the murders, providing detailed accounts of what she had done, which, okay. I guess she's, she's like, like yeah, you got me. I'm fucking cursed. <laughs> right? She... This is because of the curse. I had no hand in this. She's like, <laughs> my mom. My mom's a fucking bitch. <laughs> so I made soap out of people. <laughs> um, all right. So Chinchuli was tried for murder in 1946. She remained... I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. She remained unrepentant, going so far as to correct the official account while on the stand. At her trial in Reggio Emilia last week, poetess Leonardo gripped the witness stand rail with oddly delicate hands and calmly set the prosecutor right on certain details. Her deep-set dark eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride as she concluded, I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles, to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of war. What a hero. Thank, thank you for your <laughs> thank sacrifice. Thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> uh, she was found guilty of her crimes and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. That's it? God, dude. Well, I guess they were, like, they sided with the Nazis, though. They were fucking, fucking Italy in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, you fucking bitches. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we like Italians, okay? I, I don't. Whoa. I don't like your... Uh, Her opinion is not my opinion. You guys don't eat your spaghetti and meatballs together. Okay. Hmm. Well, they they invented that shit. Or is it spaghetti and meat sauce? They don't eat together. I don't know. It doesn't I don't matter. Actually, We're doing it wrong. I don't actually not like Italians. <laughs> I think you guys are great. We love you. Okay, I was about to... Never mind. I love cheese. Mm-hmm. And, Pasta. um... Pasta. Wine. Pizza. Art. <laughs> Cities that float on water, but are receding into the ocean. Last names that end in vowels. Mm. <laughs> um... Countries shaped like boots. Yep. You my, come from a state that's my, shaped like a boot. I have an affinity for places boot-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Chinchuli died of cerebral apoplexy. I don't, I should have. She probably just like thought too much <laughs> and like she got beat to death for being a woman while thinking. <laughs> in the Women's Criminal Asylum in, uh, on October 15th, 1970. A number of artifacts from the case, including a pot in which the victims were boiled, are on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. I'm sure the Let's go. Going to Rome just to look at a pot. Chanchuli's pot. I bet that was the best pot. Yeah. Everyone's like, dude. Super heavy pot. You know where to get you know where to get some good pot? <laughs> it's like, go to Chanchuli's house, man. Whoa, it's she's so, got some good <laughs> shit. It's she's it's got so a ton clean. of basins. <laughs> Tea cakes are a little irony though. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tastes like sucking it on a penny. Like metal. <laughs> um, oh, people died. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, a darkly comic play about Chanchuli, Love and Magic in Mama's Kitchen, was first produced by Lena Wertmuller. Ugh, that's an unfortunate last name. At the Spoleto Festival in 1979, the play began a run on Broadway in 1983. Oh my God. Can we please, can we please start yes. our own production? <laughs> we are going to have our own YouTube channel. Okay. You be Mrs. Chinchuli. Yes. I'll be the pot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Or I can be the ladle that gets given away and turned into bullets. Perfect. Yeah. That it was, made two bullets. Yeah. So two. It, it made soap out of people and then killed. It's a very, allies. very productive. <laughs> it's a very productive ladle. That ladle had quite a life. Going fucking strong. It's like Life of a Dog or that movie that's out, but it's just a ladle. <laughs> 
It's like it comes back around. It's also it's someone's tooth. It's also voiced. It's like it's a ladle, and then it's like a like a a kidney basin at a hospital, but like a really awful hospital, like the Waverly yeah. Sanatorium. And then it's like some kid's leg braces that has polio. It's just like everything unfortunate it could be. <laughs> Um, so good ladle. I'm really interested that you mm. picked an Italian one during World War II because mine is a German one during Shut World War II. Up. <laughs> what? I Nazis, found, stop it. I found this. Well, I picked Nazis because it's so relevant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I also found out that I might be part Jewish. Um, because I have um I have a couple family members who three are survivors of the Holocaust. And I have nice. a family member who is a victim of the Holocaust sad. that I just found out. So sad. Yeah. Super sad. That's really fucking sad. Yeah, it's sad. Um, but, uh, you know, all this Nazi shit, I just wanted to find, like, the worst Nazi. Hitler. Yes, this is the case Adolf of Adolf Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> that would be such a long no. episode. Born. <laughs> no, this is, I actually found this on Ranker. It, well, it was a Ranker article, and I really like Ranker, okay? Don't fucking come for me for liking Ranker. I don't know what it's that this, is. It's this site that's you like. It's It's this site <laughs> that's like. Top 10 weirdest missing persons cases. Oh, okay. And so um, Ranker is so against Nazis, and they released um, uh, an article about this Nazi serial killer who's called the S-Bahn murderer. And the S-Bahn is their, like, train system. Or he's also called the blackout killer because he would only attack people during, like, the blackouts. Oh. Yeah. Motherfucker. That's cheating. <laughs> so, born the September 29th, 1912 in East Prussia, which is now Poland, which is where my family comes from. Ah. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, he was the illegitimate child of a farm worker. Her name is Maria Saga. And um, when he was born, his grandfather, Maria's father, uh, named him Paul. And he was put up for adoption. Like, when he got the... he So, his mom was, like, a farm worker. Like, a migrant farm laborer. Okay. She gets pregnant by... There was not a whole lot of... So, this is just me speculating. Not okay. a whole lot of stuff about Paul's starting out. But, okay. um, he, uh... He's born, and his grandfather puts three crosses on his birth certificate and names him Paul Saga. And then it's like, later days. Bye. So, um... Paul, what a weird name for a German (laughs) dude. Is that a normal German name? I don't think so. Um, At 12, he was adopted by a farmer, and he moved with his new family to Berlin. So he was adopted at 12, and I found out... Fuck, so he was, like, in a... In an orphanage. For, like, 12 years? Like, from 1912... Oh, to 1924. I'm, like it's amazing that he survived. Like super genes. Like orphanages back then were not places you wanted to be. But I did I don't think you ever want to be in an orphanage. Yeah, ever. <laughs> that means your parents are dead. <laughs> or they just didn't want you. That's true. Um so I found out something uh about like adoptions back in the day. Like usually like farmers or people with factories or whatever, they would adopt older kids. Oh yeah, to make Free them labor. R- labor. So he he labored on his adoptive family's farm, and then he also got a job at like a steel forging factory. Wow, yeah, it's life. That's Mike Rowe shit right yeah, there. It's... Like fucking dirty jobs. <laughs> so he took on his um, adoptive family's surname, which was. <laughs> you didn't look up pronunciation, Ag- did you? Agrozal. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Agrozal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
when they moved to Berlin, he joined the Nazi party in 1931-18, and he became part of its paramilitary branch. So this is the, he joined the Nazi party uh, before their total takeover, and he joined the paramilitary branch, which he was... was uh, the hipster Nazi? Yeah, OG Nazi. <laughs> Um, but that's the paramilitary branch was like, like kind of the national guard of the Nazi party. Mm. Like they were like the weekend warriors. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. So, um, okay, never mind. After the Nazi seizure of power, he quickly rose through the ranks. And by the time of his capture, he held the position of squad leader, which was like Stubenfuhrer. But I'm not writing that down. It sounds like he's like the captain of a drill team. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like a he, dance team he d- in high school. <laughs> Absolutely. He twirled a few guns. He and he was the best he, gun twirler. He put on some leggings and like <laughs> ran around with a streamer. <laughs> Go Hitler! <laughs> um, so during that time... <laughs> So could you imagine like have you seen like like old film roles of like the nazi youth like yes they all look like they're all fucking (laughs) they're all they're all fucking and so uniform they're all they're They're all wearing their mom's, like, high heel shoes, like, but, like, really secretly. Right. So they're, like, five sizes too big. Yeah, they're, like... Just flopping off their feet. They're, like, oh, my feet hurt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Mein Führer would be so disappointed. Are we going to get They're like, I'm a, I'm a naughty Nazi. Is there any other kind? What is it? Do the Nazis have, like, lawyers? Like, the, the American Nazis, they send us a cease and desist? You were mean. You were mean to Hitler. What if, are they going to scrape together, like... Their fucking government SSI and their their gold teeth fillings. We can melt these down and, and get those podcasters. Make, make a fucking ladle out of it. They're just like, they have their wives like furiously like, like quilting like KKK quilts to sell at the county fair. So, <laughs> Hurry, Bernice! <laughs> Hurry, Bernice! You gotta quilt those hoods quicker. It's like so hot, though. (laughs) They're constantly swatting at like their fat necks that keep getting bit by mosquitoes. (laughs) My favorite picture of the um, the Nazi rally was like all of the um, (laughs) all. All of the like haphazard like Nazi salutes that they're doing, they they can't even raise their fat fucking arms all the way up. Like they're not even they're not even really sure. They're like oh, Heil Hitler. Uh. Did, you, did you see that David Cross stand up? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, he has a whole bit about that. You I love to, how you have to you have to watch. It. Could you imagine if like Hitler? saw these people, he'd be so fucking grossed yeah, out. he would. He'd be like, that was not my plan. <laughs> like, this is not the third Reich. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I'd hoped for. This is what happens when inbreeding is a thing. This is what happens, this is what happens when you, when you defund the arts program. <laughs> Anyway, Let's not get political. <laughs> what? We should we should be nice to the Nazis. No. If you're a Nazi, if, okay, kids. This might not be the show for you. Okay, kids. If you're a Nazi in 2017, you're a worthless waste of space, and I'm gonna need you to catapult yourself into the sun, <coughs> or ever. <laughs> Like, being a Nazi ever wasn't really cool. Yeah. Like, this guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Paul. I'm not going to try to say his last name again. Just call him Paul. Paul. Call him Polly. So, um, you know, he wasn't paying the bills 
being a, a baton dwarf, <laughs> being a flag dancer on the weekends. So uh, he also got a job with the railway and was regarded as skilled and competent, which is basically... <laughs> you like, get a C. In, if, if Nazis had Time magazine, skilled and compliment... <laughs> Incompetent would be the best compliment you could give anyone. Really? They're skilled and competent. <laughs> they He he was often seen like running the telegraph and like the um the little like monitor at the same time. So he could multitask. Wow. Wow. Mad skills. Uh, truly <laughs> the Steve Jobs of his time. He could twirl a baton and walk at the same time. It was he amazing. could. <laughs> he could lift his arm all the way up from the Nazi salute. Oh God. Okay. Um. So in 1937, he married a saleswoman, and they had two children—a boy and a girl. He was often seen in their backyard, just hanging out or playing with the kids in the front yard. They had like a small cherry tree orchard in their backyard that he was hanging out with. Um, but also he became super abusive, like yelling at her all the time. And, uh, he accused her of cheating like daily. Wait, did you say he was born on October 4th? September 29th. What's that October 4th? He... Oh, never mind. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Okay. I was reading your shoulder. Sorry. You nosy Nancy. (laughs) Uh, so his, uh, he started committing crimes, uh, shortly after getting married, uh, which included sexually assaulting and raping women in and around the Friedrichsfeld district, which is a a part in Berlin, um, which was mostly populated by women whose husbands had been drafted for World War II. Um, police documented 31 separate cases of rape and sexual assault in that area, all of which... Connected to Paul. I'm surprised that they reported it. Oh, yeah. They're all about paperwork. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Very thorough people. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to say, we don't have anything against Germany right now. No, like, that's <laughs> what I meant about the race, or not I'm, racist thing, but like, I'm, <laughs> are we going to get sued by Germany? No, they do not care that we're making fun of Nazis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a German friend, Okay. So does not listen to this podcast. (laughs) This is the episode. This is the one where she's like, you know what? Maybe I should give it a shot. (laughs) She's like, wow. (laughs) That's what Amelie thinks of me. (laughs) No, Germany now is cool. Yeah, it's real neat. I've never been there. (laughs) Me neither. I hear you guys have good, like, beer. I've met two German women, and I liked them both. Nice. Nice people. (laughs) Nice. That's a pretty good demographic, I think. People, um, I mean, like that's a good like section to base my entire opinion of Germany on, right? All Two of women. the Germans I have met are skilled and competent. <laughs> True. Um, so, thirty-one <laughs> cases of rape and sexual assault in that area during this time, all of which were connected to Paul. So Paul began attempting murder also at the same time uh, that he was committing all of these just rapes and sexual assaults Um, uh, between August 1939 and July 1940. He attacked and stabbed three women. They all recovered and later would be witnesses that would, uh, you know, testify against him. Um, in August 1940, he bludgeoned a woman, but mistakenly thought she had died when she was unconscious on the ground. But so he fled. Um, but she recovered. Uh, the next victim not only survived an attempted strangulation, but also survived being thrown from the train. Also, all of these are happening when blackouts are occurring. So all of the lights are going out, and then you're being attacked. Shit. Um, That's a scary movie. Also, another woman that he uh, tried to kill uh, was sitting on, like, the train station landing, 
like you know the like the area of concrete that you like walk up to before you step onto the train. Yeah, like the mind the gap part. Yeah, um, mind the gap. <laughs> um, so he attacked her, and he didn't know that her husband and her brother in law were right there. And so Ooh, he attacked her, and then he got a vicious beating. Good. And like scamp scurried away, like oh, little cockroach good. that he is. So, so. Uh, after that, he, like, laid low for five months, and, uh, he renewed his attacks in August, in October 1940, uh, primarily on a nine-mile stretch of the S-Bahn. So, he would only attack women on this, this area. Right. Because, um... Because he was lazy? Yeah. I guess he just liked it. I did Nothing said why. Um... He would be wearing his uniform because he was a railway worker, and he um, crept between empty carriages, waiting for a blackout uh, to attack his victims. He relied heavily on the fact that lone women would not be suspicious of railway employees asking to see their tickets. Uh, Once they were distracted, he would attack them, strangling or striking the victim with a two-inch thick piece of telephone cable. So he would walk up, you're a lady. God damn. Yeah, it's a lot. Telephone cables were fucking huge back in the day. You know, they were, they had to take a lot. Damn, man. There was no wireless. Like, telephone wires weighed more than telephones. Is that a tiny stick figure Hitler? It is. Okay. Um, he's, he looks like he's doing, I meant to have he him do the like salute, but he looks dancing. like he's doing the disco thing. <laughs> he looks um, like John Travolta. He does. <laughs> John Travolta Hitler. Um, but, uh, so you're a woman uh-huh. sitting on a train. Okay. Um, it I'm would, there. Uh, okay. It would, <laughs> it would not be, I would not think any, because I've ridden like commuter trains before. This isn't like, this is like public transportation. This okay. isn't like, um, he's going on like an Amtrak. Like hopping on like a hobo. Yeah. These people are like going to work or like right. going to the shops or whatever. Like they're not, um, they're not like going from city to city. Right. Uh, so it, I've ridden on commuter trains and I've had numerous employees ask me to see my tickets and they did not trust you. They, <laughs> they didn't ask anyone else but you. I look shifty. <laughs> I've got that shifty you look know about that me. Bitch didn't pay to get on this fucking train. Um, but I, I would. I don't think I would ever think twice about like looking away. Really? To... Because every time the fucking UPS guy comes to my work. Got my eyes on that. <laughs> Got my eyes on you, um, especially when I'm alone. I just think it's. I just. I'm trying to work on like, not, like not being so trusting of like uh, uniformed people. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's so ingrained into us. Like a good rule of thumb, kids, <laughs> the children who listen, to always this. be suspicious. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Be suspicious of everyone. Because everyone's got an agenda. Mm-hmm. That agenda might just be to drop off your packages. Um, the other day I was leaving the grocery store, just minding my own business, walking the cart out, and <clears throat> this fucking dude. He wouldn't stop walking. so you could attack him? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, stop running. No, um, I'm just walking by with my cart, going to my car. It's... 10 million degrees outside. He's like, hey, hey, you're real pretty. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, I didn't react at all. I just continued to walk, but bet your ass I kept looking over my fucking shoulder. Like, where is that guy going? Where is he going? That's terrifying. It was in the middle of the day, which is good. Still, though. No, like, Don't I... do that. <laughs> Don't. Fucking... <laughs> creepy it's unless you're a very attractive man then that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i always have my pepper spray like ready like at all times because i'm just like i'm just in her hand right now (laughs) i have it pointed directly (laughs) at omelie why i wear my glasses every episode but um yeah always be suspicious because people fucking suck and they'll stab you in a train (laughs) um so October 1940, uh, Paul stabbed his Paul killed his first known victim, uh, Gertrude Ditter, 
That's um, more of a German name, Paul. Yeah. She she was in her home and uh he she thought that they were meeting for a tryst. So she her husband was away at the war and she thought he was coming over to get it in. Little did uh oh. little did um she know that he was he was coming over to get his knife in more oh, than God, his bean. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, that was, that was not <laughs> smooth at all. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Um. So, uh, on the fourth of December, um, he attacked a woman on the S bond. He crushed the skull of S bond passenger Elfried Franca and mm-hmm. hurled her body from the train, which is gonna be like a Jeez. like a a constant. Um. Less than an hour later, he killed 19-year-old Immigerd Fries while she was walking home. So, oh man, all of these are happening. I cannot stress to you enough, all of these are happening with blackouts. So the lights go out, and he kills someone. Like This is seriously like a fucking Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, it's... Very much, and then there were none. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Seriously. It's, uh, Strangers of, on a train. Yeah, these are all... They're happening with blackouts. <clears throat> like, um, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, when this is towards the end of the war for Germany. Not quite, but, like, getting... T- 1941. The war ended in 44. 45. 45. Um, so... 45 or 44? Actually, I think we are historians. I think VE Day was in 1942, and oh VJ God. Day was in 1945. Okay, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, so this is the end of the war. This is the ramping up towards the end of the war, and so Germany is getting attacked. Like Germany's, their major cities are getting bombed. This is in Berlin, which is the capital of Germany. So they're getting constantly bombarded so these blackouts are happening multiple times a day like all the time Mm -hmm. and so it's it's not a big deal for um for people to be going about their daily lives and there's a blackout for 10 minutes and then the lights come back on and and then dead person and (laughs) no they're hurled from the train yeah but they're dead yeah they're dead so dead um so on the 22nd of December, he killed uh, Elizabeth Bungener uh, with uh, blunt force trauma. So he beat her to death with his pole. Um, January 5th, 1941, Hedwig Ebauer. Um, she was five months pregnant and she died from strangulation and she was thrown from the train. Um, she didn't die immediately, uh, but she was taken to the hospital where she succumbed to her inju- inju- injuries because um, it's Germany in January and there's 10 feet of snow on the ground. So he's throwing these women in this, um, it's kind of a, um, what well, was, uh, like a desolate area where this train was going through. So these women aren't being found to like, a day or so oh. later. So he's throwing them from the train. Worst snow angels ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was in poor taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Fuck. okay. They're Nazis. That's true. Um, no, it's not okay. It's not. It's not. It's not. That was terrible. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so 11th, uh, the 11th of February, Johanna Voigt, uh, she was also pregnant. Uh, no. She was killed and thrown from the train. Um, but, uh, so during this time, police are finding these bodies and, uh, they're also listening to survivors who are saying like, look, we know who this guy is. Yeah. Like, this is what he looks like. He was wearing a uniform. <laughs> like, we know he works for the railway. However, all media was so heavily censored that nothing was broadcast about this. So the world time, so the wartime morale wasn't affected. So they didn't mm. they didn't broadcast anything negative. It was only good All the things. Propaganda shit. Yeah, propaganda, propaganda, good things. Right. All the great things that were happening. Um so the police were kind of like at a loss and they decided to do like undercover stings. So like female detectives were like used as bait. And then ironically enough, um 
Paul volunteered to walk women home at night after the train. Uh, so he laid low because, like, so much undercover bullshittery was happening. Yeah. Um, he was like, whoa, I gotta ice it. Yeah. Calm down. Uh, so, but he couldn't hold on for long because the 3rd of July, 1941, he killed Frida Cosoil, who was also pregnant. And a mother of three. And she was thrown from the train as well. Mm. So, um, Paul was turned in because he was a gross misogynist. Um, he would... Weren't most Nazis, though? (laughs) He was, uh, he would often make, uh, really, like, gross sexual remarks towards female co-workers. And he was always, like, grabbing on them and stuff. But then they started noticing that he would just, like hop this fence like to leave like after work and um it found out to like go check on the bodies he would like hop this fence and uh he tried to tell the um the detectives when they questioned him about it that it he had a mistress whose um husband was away at war and that didn't turn out because like also all of his uniforms were like super (laughs) bloodstained um (laughs) I'm sorry. They, That's so funny. But like, it's like they cover your fucking tracks. What they, the <laughs> they checked his uniforms and they all had several different women's blood on them. <laughs> and so he was like, all right, you caught me. So he's tried and quickly convicted. He, there are multiple witnesses saying like, yeah, you're the man that raped me. Yeah. You're the man yeah. that assaulted me. Um, yeah, you're the man that I beat the shit out of. Nah. Um, and so two days after he was sentenced, he was executed by guillotine the 26th Ooh. of July, 1941. Guillotine, eh? Yeah. And so that is the S-Bahn murderer. Paul... Augerzow. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's exactly how you say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was a good one. That was uh, frightening. It's weird how we both. I know. <laughs> what? We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. I can't stop looking over at my little. At your tiny Hitler. My little Hitler. Dancing Hitler. My little disco Hitler. Oh, disco Hitler. Would that be wrong to post on Instagram? It'd be a little. <laughs> especially in this political climate. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, no, I swear it's related to the podcast. Um, what's your, uh, I'm sorry, my, my forearm is about to explode. She got bit by a single ant today oh my God. on her arm, and that literally looks like it needs to be drained. I know. <laughs> I feel it. It's hot. It's very, you need a Benadryl <laughs> and, like, a cold compact. I should take a Benadryl, probably, because I have one, like, right up on my thigh near my ass yeah too. And it would it's like probably, they're like hard it would help with the swelling yeah at least the itching um but and the arm falling off my recommendation this week actually is a surprise because i didn't tell you this is why i was bringing the mic home but i have watched every single asmr video on youtube and every just, single one, every fucking one. <laughs> and, um, I wanted to do it. So I started my own ASMR podcast. What? Yeah. It's called ASMR nightly. It's already on iTunes. I like, Cats. I know I wanted your, you dog. I wanted your real reaction, <laughs> but, um, I just like, that's cool. I don't have the ASMR thing. So. I just do it whenever I want to. And whenever I'm like, I want to listen to this. And then I record it. And then I put it on iTunes. And then I listen to it whenever I'm going to bed. Hmm. So I get to hear the stuff that I want. And if you guys like ASMR podcasts, you can subscribe if you want. And you can email me like whatever triggers you want to hear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also. That's cool. I didn't know. Also, I'm. You fucking dog. What? Can't believe you kept that for me for so long. I know. I wanted, I wanted to tell you here. Has it been like wanting to burst out of you? Kind of. <sighs> I read a whole book. 
<laughs> on 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 the feed. I was like, I've read a whole book too. <laughs> I've read four books <laughs> in my life. They're all Junie B. Joneses. <laughs> my recommendation is a TV show. It's, I'm waiting. It's on Hulu and it's called Casual. I know exactly I remember when it first came out and I watched the first couple episodes and you hated it no I really (laughs) liked it I don't remember why I stopped watching it was probably when it first came out I I, it was around the time where I had a newborn so it was probably but I really like the (laughs) can we say spoilers yeah do a spoiler but is it like the first episode? No, it's like like three episodes in where she like wants to fuck her weird teacher. Oh, the photography teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. I like the I like her daughter the best. Okay, I like her daughter's relationship with her uncle. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Um, it's just it gets real fucked up though. Oh. Not between the daughter and the uncle, but... Oh, good. It's just... It's good. And I'm trying not to binge it because I need a show to last me for 25 more days. <laughs> so I'll watch, like, one episode and then read a chapter in my book. Oh, a recommendation from the both of us um, for Blake to get out of the business forest. Get out of there. <laughs> Stop <laughs> always being away on business. Find your breadcrumb trail. <laughs> Work your way back over here. Get Thanks. out of that gingerbread house. That's funny because he's a ginger. Yeah. It's just a regular bread house. <laughs> <laughs> but because he's in it. Yeah. It's a ginger, I like it. Gingerbread I like house. it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, leave us five stars. That's the only way you guys can help our show. Please. Please. Thank you. And thanks for doing time with doing crime. Um, keep your bartender. Bye. Bye-bye.